shooter Sit and wait for the ambulance to come I know if you a shooter By the way you're handling the gun Gambling you're done Shells burn like candles in the sun I'm not a fan of gun violence Nor having the strap to get popped once And I swear that you'll be scrambling for one But our plans was to get funds in Skate off the set so I mix the Kush with the troll to make all my weight stretch I'm from with a dude's robbing Argue all day about who's the best MC Saha stacks and T.I. while dodging the GBI My bad I love GZI but I'm still the best to ever do it And I ain't even put a CD out So the next time you say that I ain't got no lyricists I just think you ain't got no taste for this with shit My verses are like Leviticus to the underprivileged I make music for the world, you make music for a stripper bitch Black leather, parade the cap era Guns at your capital, like, take it to that measure It's Huey, nigga, Huey, nigga It's Huey, nigga, it's Huey, nigga Yo, 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 fact check, mic check, fact check, mic check. I hope this mic don't fall while we recording. You already, son? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, fact check podcast episode 12. It's your man, Raw Skinny, a.k.a. Frankie Grimes. Your boy, Fly Fonzarelli. This shit is brought to you by FCLG, First Class Lifestyle Group and the MDMA Lifestyle Wave. We are now streaming on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Google Podcasts, fucking... And wherever else you get your fucking podcast, I don't have the list today, so fuck y'all niggas. Y'all know where we at. Um, how you feeling this week, bro? I'm good, man. I don't know what it, I don't know if it's the fact that I got my computer back after having that shop because I tell I tell you I took the shit to the shop eventually. Yeah. And was like fuck it. I'm like then my man even was like yeah yo when you dealing <laughs> with Matt he was like it ain't like a PC where you can just go in there and pop the shit out yourself. It's you got to have somebody that fucks with the Macs, and it's a very small group of technicians. <laughs> you went to uh, Micro Center or Apple Store? No, nah, I went to the spot up on Bel Air Road called Sisquit. All right, but they can handle the yeah. Apple shit. That's what's up. Cool little spot. They fix video game systems, all that shit. How fast do they do TVs? I believe so. What's the turnaround? What was the turnaround time? Um, I took my laptop in on Friday, got it back Tuesday. That's pretty decent. That's because, like... I didn't know because Saturday they only do drop off and pick up yeah that so makes it's sense. no like you can't go in there with a new problem on saturday and be like look so it's like they have to tell you look come get it saturday or come drop it off saturday mm-hmm. so saturday is not really a day where they be working the lady was like yeah i don't handle texting here on saturday so i was like oh, all right shout out to them for still being yeah. open yo give them a, give them another shout out where they yeah, at sisquick they up on bel-air road right off 695 man good people man yo I'm tired as a motherfucker, man. I hear you. Sorry this is getting to y'all Saturday, but, you know, niggas be grown, man. We got shit to do. I'm in the process of moving. How you like the new spot, yo? Oh, it's nice. Back in the cut, you know. <laughs> shit. So much got labor me over run. West Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be here that long. Don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> I know the air's different over here and shit. Oh, nah, not in this part. All right. Yeah, this back in the cut, cut, yeah. nigga. Alright, son. So, um, shout out to everybody that's been fucking with us. I don't have the list of countries and cities um, handy. Maybe I'll get it in a little bit. But um, episode 11 did really well. I don't know why. Um, so, thanks to y'all. We appreciate you, man. Definitely do. Um, it's really hard to put out content during this time because there ain't shit going on. Like, we are really reaching for topics, yo. It's like, if the shit don't happen online... Yeah, on like Instagram or something, it ain't it ain't happening. You really realize how much fuck shit rappers were getting into 
yeah. when everything was still open, you know. So, but we got an alright show lined up for y'all today. Um, one thing that was real, real uh, prevalent this week was everybody seeing the um, Last Dance documentary about the last season of the the Chicago Bulls, the '97 '98 championship team. Um, and I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it. Like all of a sudden, people are trying to paint this narrative of Michael Jordan being a dickhead and a fucking asshole and a like a overly competitive dude for no reason and a bully. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, where the fuck y'all been at? Like this ain't no new shit, bro. But he, the thing is, I could see if he was all of that and he wasn't winning. And he wasn't winning. Yeah, he, he was winning everything. <laughs> All the time, and for like as a like if I'm on a team with you, and I got that winning attitude, and I see that you might have it a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's not a hundred percent there, I'm gonna do what I gotta do to bring it out of you. Like, sad to say, like yo, I tell people all the time, that's that's the difference between everybody likes to compare LeBron. Like Mike has the killer instinct. Mm-hmm. Like Mike had that. I'm trying to win, right? Regardless now. of what's going like. We're not trying to win the next game. We're trying to win this game and everything. Right. Like, and I get only other person I've seen with that since Mike was Kobe. Kobe had that, yo, I want to win. If it takes me shooting every shot to win, we're going to win. <laughs> Kobe's not looked at as a dickhead like Mike was. No, nah, he is. He is, but yeah. I guess while he was playing, yeah. It seemed, after he stopped playing, not so much, it seemed like. But I just think the difference between them as far as how people look at him are their personalities. Mike is very reserved in the first place. He's just nah. really, really, really good and media savvy. Kobe is a very personable person outside of basketball. Like, he's right. very accessible. He's usually smiling, having a good time. That's just not Mike. Like, Kobe would go to the event. Mike would rather stay home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um... Yeah, bro. It's a really good documentary, though. I, a lot of people talking on like it. Yeah, I know you fuck with documentaries and shit. I think you should check it out, bro. I'm it's, looking. Like, yo, from what I... And I, I got a hit one. I seen a lot of niggas online saying they got the whole thing. Oh, yeah, right. well, most people got uh, episodes one through eight. Yeah, so a lot of niggas are saying that they, what is, what's going on is Facebook ain't letting them post it. Because you know how niggas is. Niggas will post it on Facebook. Oh, wow, really? like Facebook dead in that. Because like, you got to figure, that's ESPN, that's Disney, bro. Yeah. It's too much money, and that shit wasn't supposed to come out till June. I didn't so they know, pushed it up. I didn't know they were doing that type of shit. I mean, I know they did that type of shit on a large scale as far as like misinformation about politics and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but certain shit. They starting to do that shit with TV shows, bro? Yeah, and then I heard, I, heard, I saw an article, I don't know how true it was. So they basically saying, the article was showing what made Mike Green like the fucking documentary was... Um, was it the 2016 season? Yeah. <laughs> when that that 72 Le- and 10 was beat. Yeah, LeBron. And LeBron beat the 70, the 73 and 9 Warriors. I don't know how true that is, but they were making it seem like, yo, Mike was like, oh, shit. Oh, this shit's going to fuck up my legacy. Let me put this documentary nah, out to let niggas know. Nah, I don't think that was it. <laughs> I, I really don't think that was it. I don't it, think yeah. it is, neither. I think it was just like, yo, Mike was like, all right. It's, it's, you see how they try and paint my man, though? Like he just a wild a wild old dude that yeah. don't want nobody to get their credit. Like the funniest yo, it's not meme like I seen that, yo was Mike. It got one of the joints where Mike is sitting in the chair and he's like this. He's like yo, the tailor bought out the widest jeans he brought he had, and I said wider. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yo, I t- Mike was that dude back in the and when you that dude 
it's one of them things like, yo, you don't have to give a fuck what nobody thinks. Like, right. I can be looked at as the dickhead in the league, but I'm also looked at as the winner in the league. So, do you think Mike is the greatest basketball player of all time? Yeah. Because basketball... What did they say? Was it on Joe shit or was it on the idiots? Where they were like, yo, when you think about it, in the 80s, like late 70s, early 80s, Magic and Bird made that shit like an American thing. They, they brought basketball... National. To the country, national, because it was an East Coast, West Coast thing. Mm. So, but Mike brought that shit worldwide. Yeah, like NBA basketball, it was is now a worldwide thing because of Mike. Like they that deal in China that they fucked up. They wouldn't have had that deal if it wasn't for Mike making basketball as big as he made it. So and Yao Ming, but check this out, right? <laughs> fucking Yao, <laughs> fucking Yao Ming, um. I mean, every every finals he went to, they won. They never went to a game seven in the finals. Right. They only went to game seven in the playoffs maybe two or three fucking times. Um, I really believe half the time he was letting people win just to make it interesting. And then the um, Bob and Russell shit they was talking about. Where he came to Santa when they was playing, uh, when he retired and was playing baseball. Mm. And Utah came to town. Mm. And Bob and Russell was like, yeah, man, you better be lucky you ain't playing tonight because so I, I, I shut you down or something, this, that, and the third. So when the finals came around mm-hmm. and they was playing against him, Mike was work. like, yo, remember all that shit you was talking, bro? <laughs> like, he like, now even you said you was going to shut me down, uh, you're getting your chance tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> and we all know how ass. that ended. Cooked his <laughs> ass, you know. So it's like, yo, now and that's the thing about Mike. I tell people, Mike... Mike had that. You talk shit to him, he gonna make you eat them words. Yeah, every like, time. Man. So, to a point where people stop talking shit about Mike. Yo. Like I even heard somebody say, even when you go down to that clip, of him and Chris Paul at the Jordan camp, where it's like they was playing like horse or around the world, and it was like, yo, that shit is real, yo. If he missed a shot, all the kids in the school got shoes. Yeah, yeah. At the camp got shoes. He didn't miss. Like I, I seen the video. Like Mike is that type of. And like, that's when he was old too. Like, yo, a few years back, not too long ago, um, Rudy Gay called him out at the Jordan camp and one-on-one. You feel me? Mike washed him in front of everybody. You feel Probably what I'm saying? all jumpers. So now, so it's like, you know, Rudy from here. Niggas just see Rudy from time to time. Yo. Yeah. Remember that time you called Mike out, bro? Shit wasn't a good idea, huh? Yo, he probably laced him with all jumpers, y'all. Just pulling up for 15. Cash. Pulling up for 15. Cash. Shout out to MJ, man. I fuck with you. You're not just your shoes. I think it's fucked up. There's a generation of kids that will... Um... Only no Mike because of the shoes. It was a commercial. It was a little video I seen. It was like a cartoon somebody made. And Mike comes out and he's talking to the little boy in the wheelchair. And he's like, something, something, something. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. He's like, nigga, why would you name yourself after some shoes, nigga? <laughs> and Michael Jordan's like, oh, that's crazy, little nigga. You don't know who I am. Like, six-time champion. Like, Olympic, oh, Olympic, Olympic... Gold medalist. He like, nah. He like, only Michael Jordan. I know the shoes. Only Jordan. I know is the shoes. That's fucked up, yo. <laughs> and that's that's probably why he put that shit out. Cause he knows it's about that time where niggas just be on him because of the shoes and shit. And it's also like, yo, at the end of the day, I think it's to let niggas know, like, yo, like they, like everybody says, Mike didn't have no comp. Like, oh fuck, Mike out has of here, man. comp. 
Like, they was like, Mike, look who Mike was playing against. Yeah, Mike was playing against damn near everybody he was playing against fucking Hall of Famers. The only person he didn't knock off was Elijah Wan. And the only reason Elijah Wan won is because Mike wasn't playing. He knocked off Barkley. He knocked off um, Clyde. He knocked off Magic. He, he knocked he, off the OGs. He knocked off Larry Bird and them. He knocked off the Pistons and them. He knocked off the Cavs. And then the Everybody. West Coast team, you remember, knocked off the Jazz, and that like, fucking yo, Sonic they team said, was boss, yo. Like, yo, Hall <laughs> of Fame players he got rid of. Every year. Like, they was like, who, what did Charlemagne say? They was like, yo, Mike didn't play against nobody. Yeah, there was no competition because Mike killed all of them. Yeah. There was no, yo, it was no, yo, at the end of the day, I want to go be on his team and play with him. He's a great player. I fuck with him off the court. We should play together. Yeah. Nah, that's my man's off the court, but when we get out here, nigga, I'm trying to kill you. I don't. I don't want you to look at this like yo. We friends when we out on that floor and that clock starts. Fuck that. <laughs> Do you feel the same way about like team sports and shit, especially basketball? Like that whole click up. Like, yeah, that's just corny. That shit is corny. Like, but it's like, and I understand like when LeBron did it, niggas was like, oh yo, he he only did that because in the East you had to get through Boston. Boston started that shit, that big three shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and you you did you couldn't compete. Like you had Paul Pierce. Fucking Antoine Walker, fucking Kevin Garnett. Then not to mention, you still have Ray Allen. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? So you really <laughs> had a big four, and you have Ray John Rondo. They had a squad that, at the end of the day, what, what else? Oh, they just put all these superstars together. What can I do to beat these niggas except go play with some superstars yeah. that happen to be my homeboys? It wasn't going to be with the Cavs. I don't care who the fuck you are. Michael Jordan couldn't have took them Cavs. <laughs> I don't know, though. We don't know. That's the we thing. We don't know. LeBron, for this era of basketball, he's the fucking best. Yeah, he's the best basketball player right now. And but, then when you want to make him feel good, they add uh, in the world and shit. Like, you know what I mean? But at the but, end of the day, it's like, yo, I've li- we've lived through three eras of basketball. Mm-hmm. We lived through the Mike era, the Kobe era, and now we're in this LeBron era. Where it's like, you feel what I'm saying? Because after Mike... Kobe was it. It was like I don't like know. Him, like that's, him or love that's him. where we're gonna differ. Like him or hate him. I think that's <coughs> because I tell everybody I'm an Iverson man. Yeah. Iverson changed the way. Iverson changed the league. Like a lot of niggas forget. Like the whole on hat, the courtside dress code is because this nigga was sitting out there in white t-shirts and jeans with with his hair out with chains on, looking like he just came off stage at a Dipset show or some shit. So. <laughs> Yo, I think fucking Shaq. That was the there's like the Jordan era, then the Shaq era, then the Kobe era. Then yeah, the I guess LeBron you could say the Shaq era. era. And the only reason I say the Shaq era is Kobe was nice, but Kobe only got two without that nigga, right? Yeah. Yeah, them first three wasn't because of Kobe, nigga. Oh, no, not at all. Shaq was dominating shit. And Shaq, they was the only team to knock the Bulls out of the playoffs. And that's why why I always tell niggas I had to give Iverson his... Like, niggas be like, yo... I'm like, yo, Iverson really went against them niggas with no help. And held his own against them niggas against the Lakers. with no help yeah. against the, the Shaq were, and Kobe yeah, Lakers. They they were, that was a team you weren't going to beat. I don't even understand how he made it to the finals now that I think about it. Because he's Iverson, yeah. That was incredible. That nigga by him, like, yo. I think they talk about, have you seen his documentary? Nah. That shit is good. You know what's the like best basketball documentary I've seen recently, though? That Ron Artest shit, bro. That shit I can is see real that good. being great. Yeah, that shit Ron is, is real one of good. my 
Like, because I, I tell niggas like, yo, Ron was that. He's he wasn't an offensive machine, but when it came to defense, that was one of the niggas like, yo, whoever you are, like, yo, they throwing. It's like almost throwing Kawhi Leonard on you now. Yeah, pretty like, much. Like you gonna be like, fuck, I gotta go against Ron. Like, yeah, but. Yo, that's how yo play. Kawhi Leonard is Ron Artest with offense. Yeah. <laughs> like, quiet. Like I said, without the, without all of the, the emotion, because Ron was a real emotional motherfucker. He get mad real quick. Kawhi don't do none of that. Kawhi's just, I'm telling you, that's why he's a different motherfucker, because he's stone-faced all the time. <laughs> Nigga got straight back. Yo, his hype died down real quick, though. That's because, like, real yo, the quick. Clippers, they weren't doing what they were expected to do. Yeah, him and PG. I think they said they um really didn't have their foot on the gas though. And then you know he they was like he was doing a lot of shit. He was getting special privileges like yo, taking nights off and shit like that. <laughs> well, keeping it on shoe moguls. Did you hear uh, Kanye West is a billionaire now? Yep. Um, I don't. I didn't understand how serious uh, Yeezys were. Yeah. I didn't know they generated that much money. And now I have the question He's the sole of owner. why do they generate that much money? Because they don't look good, like good shoes. Because you know? they're comfortable. That's the thing about it. They're everybody everybody I know yeah. that owns a pair of Yeezys, mm. outside of the like the hype beast shit, like they like, yo, like my father, I was sitting in there with him was today Saturday, so I was with him Thursday. Mm. And he was like, yo, they just so fucking comfortable he's like as fuck with, with the comfort game right now adidas is winning he was like yo and it's because of that boost shit they put in there i don't know y'all got some pumas that are fucking awesome but like my father was telling me he got some ultra boost recently mm -hmm. he was like yo it don't even feel like you got shit on your foot y'all said that he was like that's how light they are what the fuck is an ultra boost it's their, it's like their technology. You know how oh, Nike's right. got Vapor Max yeah, yeah, yeah. and Air Max. It's their shit. It's like a foam sole. So word up. And then it's like, yo, at the end of the day, he's he's had his finger on the pulse of hype beast culture for years. Yeah. What Yeezy says, like, the nigga was selling t-shirts and hoodies with holes in them. Like, what what company did he come out with the t-shirts with back in the day? Was it APC? When he just had the plain white T-shirt, I don't remember. Like, I think that's who it was. Like, he did an APC T-shirt. I never liked his like um, taste and fashion and shit. Just wasn't a fan, man. But shout out to Kanye. Shout out to MJ. Right. You think they would ever collaborate on a shoe? Nah, me neither. Here it is, Kanye West APC T-shirt. Yo, that shit was one twenty, bro. A regular white tee. That's not out of this world. Like, you know, um, legit. Like, even Calvin Klein should be, like, 120. Like, so it was, it's like, and I tell niggas, like, it's a lot of shit fashion-wise wouldn't be as big if it wasn't for Ye. Like, niggas was going, niggas always, like, designing shit. Mm -hmm. But the Louis Vuitton shit, he kind of really made that a hip-hop staple the way it is now. You feel what I'm saying? To put a point where you don't think it was creation, Louis, Louis, Gucci, Gucci, Fendi, Fendi, It's to the point. And then it's like I tell niggas like, yo, when it comes to fashion, like Jerry Lorenzo, fear God, came up under Ye. Yeah. Like Virgil, came up under Ye. Don C, came up under Yagi. That's one of Ye's like best fucking friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you feel? What I'm 
a lot of these dudes came up under him. Like, and it's to the point, like, that was why even when they did the, uh, when Virgil did his first uh, Louis show, and him and Kanye stood there and hugged each other and was crying. Like, I was like, yo, I don't, that's, that's like, niggas, niggas like, what was the point? I said, that's big shit yeah. for like, yo, I didn't get to do it. Louis wouldn't fuck with me like that. Like, yeah. I wanted him to. But for my man, who I helped get out here in the game, to, to, to get there and be the head of design for them niggas, yeah. that's a big step. It's still me putting my handprint, my fingerprints are still on that. That's kind of ironic. It's, it. it's like I tell niggas like a lot, and like I love Virgil to death, but Virgil's getting a lot of the shit Ye was supposed to get. Damn, son. <laughs> and, and Virgil's my man, but as far as like the, the love and all of that, from the fashion community, mm -hmm. like, but you gotta remember that's because Virgil don't rap neither. Right. If Virgil rap, it would be the same. Like, Virgil was Kanye without the raps when it comes to fashion. Because Virgil's a DJ. I did not know that. Yeah. I don't be caring about these niggas, yo. Like, especially them, them kind of niggas. Like, I fuck with Virgil. Don't get it fucked up. I fuck with Virgil. But a lot of them personalities, especially someone like a Kanye West, you just get to a point where you see they shit so much, you just get tired of seeing it, and you start phasing them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain Yeezys that I would still do the, the wave running 700s. I'm still trying to have, get my hands on a pad. I have no idea what you're talking about right like, now. Like, those are the... <laughs> those are, like, the, the first 700s that came out. Because, you know, they all got numbers. They 350s to 700s. You're talking about shoes? Yeah, his Yeezys. So these are the Wave Runners right here. Like, the very first ones. Like, some of the... They, they would be considered the OG colorway of the yeah. 700s. Yeah. Like, but then it's like he also had the... um. 750s which you can't even get no more like and them shits when they first came out was all like it's like so you see a nigga with a pair of them last nigga I seen in a pic with a pair of them was fucking Conway mm -hmm. and I was like damn Kanye got on 750s I'm like fuck even that's how you know a nigga's got a couple dollars he even had them back then or just bought them and paid a ridiculous price I forgot that shit was doing like when those came out yeah. Like yo, stock X right now seven seventy five. That's ridiculous. And those came out And then when you get twenty fifteen. When you get um shit like that off of them sites, they only be having particular sizes. Yeah, something. it's like because stock X is basically it's like eBay for shoes mm -hmm. but with more verification going into it. So if I put a pair of shoes on stock X that you wanna buy, I gotta send them to stock X first to verify that they're authentic. Mm. And then StockX sends them to you. So it's like, I don't get paid until my shoes are verified and all of that. You don't get the shoes until they're verified. Gotcha. So StockX did a whole thing where they hired like more people and all of that because they the time was taking long. And I believe Foot Lock is involved with them now. So it's like, oh, yeah, when it comes to, and they say the crazy part about Ye being a billionaire is the clothing part, the clothing mm -hmm. line side of Yeezy. Makes no fucking money. Yeah. Right? It's like, how the fuck are you? But he been said it. He said it like when they when the fools when the, when Puff first got his, Jay got his, he was like, yo, they ain't talking about me in that category. Mm -hmm. Like he was like But he wasn't turning over his financial records though. He wasn't. He was on so his that's Trump on shit. Yeah, but like, once he finally I mean, did, it was like they like, oh shit, my bad. Like uh, yeah, the whole shit is just weird to me. You know? Like, like they had an article about him last year, and now all of a sudden, like it's a big deal that 
he turned over his financial records or whatever. It's like, yo, I don't think they really realized. Like, he said it. Like, he's like, I'm the sole owner of Yeezy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no... Like, his deal, he has to deal with Adidas, but at the end of the day, that's still his company, so it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, oh, y'all are putting my shit... It's like, I'm, I have a line under y'all. No. Y'all are helping me do the footwear aspect of my Yeezy company. Yo, who you think could take Yeezy in a um, beat battle, y'all? Hmm. Only person I would really be like, yo, that would get him, clean him up, ain't alive no more. So, who? Della. Because I see, like, really? Because the thing about Ye style, Ye style is real. Like, it might not, niggas might not say it, but you can hear the Della in a lot of his shit. Mm -hmm. So, drums and all of that shit. Hmm. Because it was like, Dilla was one of the motherfuckers that did a lot of sampling, boom bap type shit, but his drums were a little more updated. You feel what I'm saying? They were never like. That's why our Tribe had to go do because we Q-tip, his drums not the same. I think organized noise could get him the fuck out of here. I really yeah. do, because they ain't gonna be playing with a whole bunch of samples and shit. They not. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'll say that. I, yo, I just want to see this Just Blaze versus Bank, man. Just Blaze versus Bank. Is that on the cards or that's nah, just some shit Bank, niggas talking Bank about? Bank keep calling Just out saying Just stole his style and X, Y, and Z. Yo, serious about that shit? Yeah. Bank been on some shit online lately, man. I don't yeah. know what it is. He like It's these dudes that make old, like the sound kits and do little tutorials called Dope Boys Music. Mm-hmm. A couple white dudes. I don't know where they from. But he's like, oh, yo... They they call themselves dope boy music and they ain't never been in the city nowhere and they stealing my sound. Everybody's stealing his sound. Like niggas is like, nah, I just took your shit and made it better. Mm-hmm. Just is just better than you. Deal with it. <laughs> like you fathered the style, yeah. But sometimes when you father a style, some niggas gonna take it and innovate the shit. A lot at the of, end of the day. So A lot of guys just don't wanna get the fuck out of the way, dude. Like is Bank the, the, the Funk Flex of producers or like sample based producers? Yo, probably. Huh? Just mad because it's a lot of niggas like and it's not even like Just is a new nigga. Just been out. Yeah, true. Like y'all, don't get me wrong, like y'all are on some of the same albums together. Like yeah, a lot of the same that, albums that shit together. Don't really make sense. So So if uh Diddy and Dre went, who you got on that one? That's a tough one to call because it's like if you wanna talk straight up hits and that's one of the things I keep hearing about the battles it's not these niggas aren't just playing the beats right so, right so because at the end of the day if you do beat battles Puff doesn't do beats so you just want to go if you're going off of hits that's probably why yeah that makes sense why Dre wouldn't really be into it then because it's like you're not just playing the beats like but because he I guess because he produced them then he would be able to play them. Is that how that well, works? I guess, and I guess they say Dre and Puff because of the same thing. Because a lot of Dre shit, Dre didn't necessarily. Right. Dre might have added drums, and that's one. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's where the, one of the big things with Sky Storch. Oh, you playing a lot of shit you did with Dre and Timberland. But hey, if I made half this beat, half the beat is the drums, half of it's the melody. Mm-hmm. If I did fifty percent of the work, I'm putting this in my battle. So, like, I guess I can see why Puff and Dre together. But you gotta remember. Puff had the hit, man. Like, that, they well, were some Dre bad motherfuckers. Scott Storch and all them motherfuckers. And, uh, yeah, but he ain't had man. Scott and them until 
Like, I know he didn't really get with Scott until like late nineties. You get what I'm saying? After Scott was doing his thing with the roots. Yeah. Like Puff had you gotta think about all that biggie shit. Like or not big not the first album, but Life After Death was mostly the hitman. Fucking oh, man, No yeah. Way Out. I give you that. Like and they they only thing that that where you where Dre gets to extend that shit, he was in it before Puff. So he gets to give you that NWA, the chronic, the doggy style shit before Puff even gets to, it's like, so that's the one up Dre has where he gets to drop. He's got three albums of production, yeah, three, four Puff albums. Yeah, Puff has all the biggie shit. All, right, all the biggie shit. Then you start getting in the... Uh, he has all the Mace shit. Mace, then it's like, all the total shit. You throw flavor in your ear. Right, all of that shit. Nigga, fuck around, throw a special delivery on. Like, yeah. Puff got a lot of Bad shit. Bad Boys man. for Life. That beat bang, that beat bangs. Puff got a lot of shit, yo. Dre do too, but... I mean, really, I mean, really though? Uh, like you said, he could play all that old shit, and that old shit will hold him tight for a long time. But I think once you start getting around like 13, 14, he might have some another, problems. And then even when you, you want to get into more recent, Puff was in charge of like, I forgot what they what they said it was. What was this, his exact title on the Nipsey album? Mm-hmm. But, you know, he oversaw a lot of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've watched one of the videos where the dudes, uh, Mike and Keys, that did the rap nigga shit, mm-hmm. where they were sitting there and he was like, yo, Puff was like, nah. You need to make this shit sound like some NWA shit. Yeah, I know what Like, he was like, this is, like, Nipsey's gonna be one of the biggest niggas out the West Coast in a long time. Shit. This shit, need to sound, this shit needs to hit. fucking levels up. Right, he's like, this shit needs to hit, like, straight out of Compton hit when it first came out. And then he was like, you know, this is probably, like, the third, fourth mix of it that we did. Damn. So, I'm like, he was like, this before the, this before the version that, that came out. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Because that version that came out, when I first heard it, I was like, this is Nipsey's first single? This shit is nuts. <laughs> like, who did... Who did the this shit sound like? And I, it sounded like some new age fucking straight out of company shit. So it's all in the synthesizer, man. Yeah, that fucking lead sound. That lead was nasty on that though. Yo, what's up with your uh, what's up with your man Fabi Fabi Four and Eight Hundred BC? <sighs> First of all, do you know what that means? Eight Hundred BC. That's some gang shit. I'm sure. That's some gang shit. Like, and it kind of like on the way. I told you, I was listening. I listened to it yesterday. Listened mm-hmm. to it on the way here. And it kind of, and it kind. I realized one thing about the the Brooklyn, New York drill shit, as they call it. And it's eight songs. That's some gang shit. Right. So the one thing I realized, like, so I tell everybody, a lot of niggas might not know the kid two two G's out of Brooklyn is kind of like he's one of the first niggas rapping on them Axel beats. Okay. And that was like 2016. All right. He had a joint called Suburban. Okay. You feel, that was the, the first motherfucker from New York, I would say that much. Right, like right. He on. had Suburban. UK drill beats. Right, and then there was Polo G who did the No Suburban, dissing him <laughs> over the Suburban beat. Mm-hmm. But when I listen, and it's it's all gang shit. Like, I believe 2-2-G's is a blood. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like when, when you see him put Blicky, there's no C in it, there's an X, all of that good shit. And 5 Pop Smoke, all of them niggas are Crips. The difference is... 2-2-G shit is straight street shit. Mm. Like, Pop smoking them, they street shit in it, but they still trying to make it fun. Yeah. Like, 2-2-Gs, 
his shit ain't you can you can hear his shit and it's not it's not supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're not partying. Yeah, we might dance, but yeah. same thing with them. We're going to dance, but we might shoot you too. But they're trying to have more fun in their music over this side. Gotcha. And it seems like your five-year-old is trying to go for certain records. Like, it seems like you let the label get a little, get their hands in it a little more. Mm-hmm. That's like, like, I've never even heard of this label he signed to, Rich Fish. So, like, which is part of Columbia, which is part of Sony. What the so, fuck is a rich fish? You know what I'm saying? Yo, like, maybe that's me shit. Take that, take that. Rich fish. Is it? Because I heard it made, I heard he was signed to Mason. Right. Well, 800 BC, eight songs, features with uh, Meek Mill. I did not like that song too much. Um, Lil Baby and Quavo. And Lil TJ. Lil TJ. Who I like a lot. Yeah. And I ain't even like some shit happened with is, is he one of the young drillers too he is but his shit's more on the line of a he's more in the lane of a a boogie it's a lot more melodic but it's all like a lot of it's like flashy street shit mm-hmm. but it's like little some shit went down with when a boogie you remember like a month ago two months ago a boogie nigga still in my style this and that a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas yeah, felt as though it was the director that little tj a little oh, TJ shit. even says on like his joint, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Like niggas trying to compare me to A Boogie and like he kind of like giving them props and shit. So it was kind of like, damn, A Boogie, you gonna go at the nigga as he's giving you props? Mm-hmm. Kind of like I'm not trying to take your style. I'm just doing me. Like all them niggas sound like the speaker knockers anyway. So <laughs> yo, that, but we should have a battle one day. Um, you do the um, New York drill and I'll do UK drill. We could do that. I will blow you out the water. Yeah, of course, because it's like, it's the sound they took from over there. <laughs> so the original, the original's always going to beat the, that's just how it goes. I don't think this guy has a good voice. Fabio? Yeah. That's the, And that's the thing, that's why like when I listen to Fabio, I'm like, yo. There's something missing hear, there, yo. You can hear he's more polished of a rapper mm-hmm. than Pop Smoke is, mm-hmm. but Pop Smoke seems like he had the packaging yeah. It's kind of like they said what they did with ASAP with Rocky. Like, Rocky really wasn't supposed to have been the first nigga that they put out, mm-hmm. but he was the one that just was more ready mm-hmm. out of the crew to be like, yo, here it is right there. Yeah. So it's like with Pop Smoke, he had the voice, like, he had the look. And then, like, like I said, I keep talking, he had fucking Steven Victor. So yeah. at the end of the day, like, you're not going to lose. And he had, and his voice was different. So. Out of five, would you give this five-year-old four, you know? Give it a cool two and a half. Damn, yo. I feel like you're being nice. Because, like, the joints, the problem is, then they tried to play the streaming game. Mm-hmm. Like, you put shit that's already out. Like, because you know that's one of the things they do now. You put a song out a year before your shit comes out mm-hmm. and let that shit run numbers up on the streaming sites. And it'll boost so your then album. when you throw it on your album, that song is gold already or platinum. Mm. You throw it on your album, it pushes your album to gold or platinum faster, mm-hmm. which is some bullshit because it's like you put Big Drip on here. Big Drip is on your last EP. Like oh shit, you get what I'm saying. Big mm. Drip starts off the last EP, if I'm not mistaken. Oh wow. So then you put Weddy, you put the Big Drip remix. Shit that we heard already, and I kind of yeah, that's feel a lot like, of Big Drip, man. I kind of feel like that Meek feature was meant for Pop Smoke. Probably. So, because I know him and Meek fucked with each other a little bit. So I feel like you kind of got that off the strength that 
Like, and a lot of niggas don't know them them niggas run together. Fabio and Pop Smoke, like, even when Fabio did his first uh, interview, was it on uh, Hot 97? Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, you was up here not too long ago, but you was up here with your boy. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I was up here with Pop. They like, man, you up here on your own, you know? And that's why we went on the Angie Martinez interview and they kept, she's like, oh, Brooklyn doing real good. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, just the woo, just the Crips. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because it's him, Fabio, it's a bunch of them niggas, a bunch of the Crip niggas, that's, their name's buzzing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, Yo, everything he's done has been on Big Fish, yeah, or Rich Fish. Yo, who, what is this shit? <laughs> who, who runs this? Yo, alright, so this week on Chop Watch 2020... Yo, that might be May shit, bro, because it's based in uh, Georgia. I told you. Yeah. Agent name, William Woods White. And that guy be May shit, bro, because old May's living in Atlanta now. Yeah, bro. That's nuts. Now they said May was taking that nigga pub, man. And then May said, no, he not. I ain't hear that. Yeah, they, 50, 50 tried to put that shit out there, man. You know how 50 like mixing shit up when he was on the Breakfast Club. He like Mace out here talking about Puff taking his publishing like he ain't doing the same shit to Fabio. <laughs> like, yo, 50, why you always starting shit? Yo, Chop Watch 2020, son. That nigga's still in jail, right? Yeah, I have no updates this week, which I think is a good thing. What I seen, just... I was looking at an article. It was basically like, oh, yo, shit. he didn't get hemmed up for the whole shit with uh, I, out in 21 shit. That was part mm-hmm. of it. But he was like shooting his gun off in his neighborhood. And his neighbors called the police on him. Mm-hmm. So they like, yo, fuck. Like, he was like a 70-something-year-old, like, old people live, like, next door to him. Yeah, he has uh, reckless conduct charges and animal cruelty charges. Because he let a dog, like, starve to death. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you, chap? Think he's got mental problems, son. He might need help. Well, we have got to stay updated with this young, this young black man to see the outcome of this situation and use it as an example of what not the fuck to do <laughs> in the music industry. Real good example. Cause I really think he's about to get blackballed to a certain extent after all this shit is over with. And it's like, yo, I think a lot of this shit, even when, like when he first came out and Yeah and them did don't like. And you know how Yale go through, add his little shit to it. Mm-hmm. He got the, oh, we ain't, we ain't need Ye and them to do none of that. Oh, yeah, y'all shit. did. Like, that song, Chief Keith would not be a thing if Ye and them ain't jump on that shit. Yeah. He would have came out, but he would have not hit as, as hard as he did. Because that was, who was it? It was Push, Kanye, Big Sean, and Jada Kiss, if I'm not mistaken, on that shit. Yeah, I think so. Like, come on now. That, that in 2012, those are like... Those are niggas that you want to jump on your shit. If I'm a nobody, like if I'm like just popping on YouTube for Ye to jump on my shit, mm. come on, bro. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you, I really only like the first verse on that song. Push your T's? Yeah, yeah Push your T killed that shit. Even. Like, and I like the extended version. Wait, because you know there's like an extended version of Push's. It's like it's on the, uh, the, the Cruel Summer, where they it go push his whole joint. Like, because you know he has one where it's just him. Yeah. And he like snaps on that shit. Like, mm. he goes way longer. Like, it's a whole part he does acapella where he says some other shit, and then it goes into his shit. I'm like... Yo, shout out to Pusha T. I need some new Pusha T in my life. Yeah. That'd um, be greatly appreciated. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, because that shit on Jadakiss' album was not it, son. I'm sorry. 
I don't know why I just called my boys, man. All right, so I recently checked out T.I.'s podcast for the first time. It's called Expeditiously. It's um, on all streaming platforms or whatever. But um, I really thought it would be an entertaining podcast. And um, I was just hoping when I heard about it, it wasn't going to be like a knockoff Drink Champs, right? That kind of what it is? No, not at all. The Drink Champs ain't even as... I, so, I should be a fan of that, but... I don't even like that like shit no more. I think they ran out of motherfuckers to have one. Fucking, um, so I check out T.I.'s podcast because Griselda is on there. And um, I'm really thinking this is going to be some good shit. And I was thoroughly disappointed, yo. First of all, the podcast is not good. The podcast is not good for several reasons. The first of those reasons is that this nigga T.I., um, while is a vet in the gang, king in the south, whatever you want to call him, yeah. talks about himself way too much on the fucking podcast. Um, the second thing... Does he have any co-hosts or is it just... It's just him. And there's other the people problem. in the room and then sometimes he segues and talks to those people for an extended period of time and you're like, what the fuck when does this have to do with When you're somebody like that that's... Yeah. When you get um, tangled in the game like that, you kind of need a B-mic. Right. Just to keep you... To keep you kind of humble and not always bringing it back to you. Yeah, keep that shit fresh, yo. And then fucking, there's way too many advertisements. And the advertisements aren't even placed, like, well, yo. So he don't do them like, like the brilliant idiots or... No, like he has... Where he has just like stop he, and be like, yeah, right, they, They're doing that shit live. Like, you know right. that, right? They like, they'll just look they at the, read the paper and read, or read nah, it and be like... bro, this shit pre-tape reads and they not done well and they placed awkwardly as fuck, yo. And there's like twenty of them shits. Yeah, there's hella ads on there. This is this is the most ads I've ever and heard. The crazy on the part is podcast. like tip. You don't really need. I guess spot if he signed a deal with Spotify, they would need it. Need the ads, but at the same time, like it can't nah, be a lot of the way that shit is um, going. I'm pretty sure that one stream is on everything. So them ads are like, on everything. It's because it's not like tip you don't really need the money from the ads. Mm-hmm. You're not spending a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. You don't got like I'm sure you got a studio in your crib where you can sit in your basement. And even if you have niggas over, it's not like niggas got to walk through your house or nothing. Right. Like maybe you don't do it at the crib, but still you're not spending if you don't own a studio at this point in your career. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Like, <laughs> I know, like, the new thing in Atlantic, too, is, like, niggas buy compounds. Like, they do out Cali. What niggas will buy, like, a warehouse. Oh, like, Orion warehouse. Studios and shit? Right, and you turn that shit into everything. So mm-hmm. you got the film stage here. You got the studio in here. You got whatever you want. You just bought a fucking warehouse. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Tip. And then you said it wasn't a good Griselda interview. I'm like, how do you not How do you fuck good, that up? Like, you could just let them niggas come on there and talk for the whole time. And it's a two-parter. It's a fucking two part. The first one was like two hours. The first one, the second one is like an hour and a half. And so I lied to three you hours not. With these niggas? I lied to you not. I would say he only engaged them for about thirty minutes of that shit. Like yo, you gotta lead an interview on because it's like yo, you got these niggas for three hours, bro. Like three hours <laughs> to sit with the niggas, yo. <laughs> I could find endless shit to ask these niggas right. for three hours. Like, not even talking about the music. Like, just them. Like, And Tip is one of them niggas where everything is a lesson. 
And I hate that shit. I'm sorry, yo. Like, everything does not have to be related to some parable from he, fucking yeah, 1960 or some shit. You he's know trying I mean? to make his place as the eldest statesman in the game, but that ain't Yo, we don't, really we don't need you for that, bro. Like, and we need you for that more just to try to guide the young niggas in the right path. Yo. Tell them this street shit ain't where it's at. Like, that shit it, crazy. If you ain't doing that, like, what, what did T-Rod just say? He was like, you know, OG... Like, should really be offering you game. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> he like if they not doing that, like what they doing? So, yo, what the fuck is going? This is the second week in the booth. Oh yeah, they killed that shit. Why they have um, Rick up there like he was about to rap though? <laughs> <laughs> he he looked like he was, was about to look yeah, at him. Yo, that shit <laughs> he was fucked pump. up. Yo. Then he was like, "You just gonna come, yo? yeah, yo." My man Big Shaq say, man, them feel like they should have been on fire in the booth. <laughs> if you was on the fire in the booth, you would have been on the fire in the booth. <laughs> yo, that shit is so brilliant, yo. That dude, Michael Dapper. Yeah, I don't know what made him. That shit was genius. Because a lot though. of his other shit is kind of weird and corny for real, but that shit was fucking brilliant, yo. I wish he did it more often, but I understand why he don't. I don't think he want to be like that guy that's just like, and then it was Shaq like, yo, Shaq. I think niggas pressed down on him because at first it wasn't Big Shaq, it was Road Man Shaq. Road Man Shaq. Yeah, so somebody must have gotten his ear and he'd be like, all right, let me take that off. <laughs> You're not a real Road Man. <laughs> yo, yeah, I can see that happening, yo. I can definitely see Man, that happening. Man, it's not on Road. Yeah, so, yo. Them niggas don't play about that shit. Yeah. Uh, mm. It was the funniest shit I seen ever, yo. It was like Nintendo Switch. <laughs> what is it? It's an Ethernet Switch. <laughs> I didn't get it. I was like, yo, I really thought that was like the box. No, or yo. it's an Ethernet switch where you like hook your modem up and then you like hook it. You got a server. Yo, that's crazy. Is that like, real? I don't know who did that. Oh, all right. I don't know I'm somebody like, just put a Nintendo logo on top. Yo, I swear, to I swear, I ain't get that shit. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I'd have known that type shit. Yo, it was like I'd have bought mad Nintendo switches. What? Cause like yo. Like, so they got this new game out called Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. And so from what I've heard is since the Animal Crossing came out, the Switches have been hard to get. Like, because everybody's going to get it because you can't, it's, no, it's on no other system. Yeah. So. Is it that fucking good? I don't even know what it is. <laughs> like, but the girl at my job, she talks about it. Yeah, I'll sit and play Animal Crossing for a couple hours every night before I go to bed. What? A couple hours, I'd be like, "What is the shit?" Yeah, like, and you know, I'm not. Then my wife was like, her coworker finally got her switch, and she, I was like, "Well, she wanted to play the Animal Crossing shit, didn't she?" She was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Ah, damn." Yo, what's going on with uh, French Montana and fucking? Uh, I don't even know how that. Sh- I think that whole shit yeah. started because French said he had more hits than Kendrick. Yo. Which, when I thought about it, I was like, if shit that's going to ring off in, like, the club is what you consider a hit, I can see French, I can see why French would say that. He's got more joints that are going to rock off in a party than Kendrick does. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I understand where he's coming from with it, so I don't understand the backlash. Like, Kendrick's got some shit. Like, some shit. But how many of those are really, really hit records? Pause. Um, Animal Crossing is just like the fucking Sims. That's what it really looks like. Alright. So, yeah. Because my whole thing is, like, I tell niggas, I'm like, niggas might not like French, but French is almost like Khaled in a way if he rap. 
When Fresh can put together a good fucking song. Hold on. I got a couple things I want to say about this. He said if we just talking about, this is our quote in reference to Kendrick Lamar. If we just talking about anthems, me versus Kendrick, hit for hit, I believe I can go neck to neck. I've been making hits for a long time. It ain't my fault. I believe in myself. Here's the thing, though. I don't think either one of them have 20 hits. Oh, no, nah, not 20. So, and Kendrick Lamar don't have no fucking hits. He has fucking, um... He has swimming pool pools. Of, yeah, swimming pool. And bitch don't kill my vibe. And I guess you could say, um... Just went viral. Um, Be humble. Yeah, yeah, I do hear... Hear that shit played a lot. That's like three, maybe. Like you know he's not a he's not humble. a hit maker. You feel me? But humble from what I was told was I know that beat was for Gucci. Mike Will said that. Mm-hmm. From what I heard, that shit was like a Big Sean diss. Yeah. So it was like, wasn't even a good one. No, it wasn't. Like, and I like Kendrick. Kendrick a rapping motherfucker, but Sean is too. So. When Sean wants to be a rapping-ass motherfucker, he can be a rapping-ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But he's proved that shit already, so he don't have to be the... I guess that's what me. Like, at the wild, certain artists, I'm like, all right, yo, once you prove to niggas that you can bar me the fuck up, you can bar me to death, I just want to hear good songs from you. Like, at this point. Like, these niggas, I can listen to these niggas bar me to death all day because they're really fucking good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can listen to Benny and Conway do that shit all day. Mm-hmm. But that's because that's the type of shit I want. Those are the type of niggas I want to hear barring me to death all day. Right. Like, Kendrick, Good Kid, Mad City was real good. And Damn was yeah. real good. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy they got this shit. Look at this nigga's list, yo. With French? Yeah. I give them that. Fuck no, that shit weak as fuck. Maybe because I'm a French fan, but them joints rang out. No, yo. Yo. All right. Chop it down? Chop it down, yeah, I give you that, but that ain't even your song for real. That is his. That's Waka's song for real, man. No, it's not. There's a version with just him and with just him. And like Waka's on one verse. Then the remix is him and Waka. I'm thinking about something else. You know, them niggas did a whole tape together. I know, I know, I know. That lockout shit was crazy. Yeah, it was. I heard Waka uh, knocked him out. I don't even know how they did that. That was fucking Green Lantern. That's how French got on. He did them fucking mixtapes with fucking um, Paul and Pat, and then this shit with Waka. And Chinks was heavy on that Waka shit, too. Then he put out them fucking, um, then he put out them fucking Coke Boys tapes. And then that nigga was solid, yeah. I think it was signed to Akon back in the day. I know. All right, so basically, um, this nigga running his mouth talking about, um, yeah, I can go hit for hit. Why? I'm trying to figure out where this thug come Here in. Here we go. So um, Thug chimed in. Uh, this stupid-ass nigga think he got more hits than Kendrick Lamar just for no reason. You feel me? But um, then French came back and said he, he tried to clown him because he had on a dress and there's no stylist video. And then it's your video, my nigga. Yeah, it's your video. And then uh, Thug said apparently Meek Mill sent him a video of French getting knocked out. And then French was like, I'll give you a million dollars if you uh, put that shit out. And then uh, Thug is like, don't get in your feelings. 
Uh, you don't got nowhere near more hits than no motherfucking Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> And that's why I like Thug. He's like, why you like Thug? Thug don't care. He say what he say. He don't be fucking with niggas though. Like he don't. So I get. Like, I get. This is this is what fucks me up about the music industry. Just because this nigga disagreed with you. Yeah, I mean the way he said it was kind of fucked up. But <laughs> <laughs> just because he disagreed with wrong, you, you you basically got in your feelings and you get all defensive and shit, and it's really unnecessary. You know. I'm kind of with uh, uh, um, Thug on this. And he said he did more for Max B than French Montana has since he's been locked up. Mm, that's <laughs> hard to say. Because <laughs> I don't think there's been a French project out that's came out since he's been gone where Max B wasn't on a song, talking, or doing something. All right, what's that mean? Gotta get paid off of that. I don't know, bro. Max don't be on your shit like that no more, yo. Shit. Max was on um, Jungle Rules, the joint with him in the weekend. All right, now, guys. He's on a new joint, the Montana joint. I remember they put Coke Wave 4 out, which is still crazy, because how'd you skip Coke Wave 3? There was never a Coke Wave. I don't even care, because I got some new Max. I was like, I was so pumped. I was like, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, who you think win if they went um one on one, just Ooh. straight hands, French and um Young Thug? I don't know, man. Thug might put them together. I think Thug will beat the shit French out of him. French got the size on him. Yeah, I don't think he know how to fight though. Thug seemed like he he might got them hands. Yeah, I think he and I think he quick with them shit. Sure. I think he's I fucking talking, up. I told niggas from the jump. Niggas was like, "Oh, he wearing dresses and shit." Yeah, that shit a little weird, bro. But at the same time, for a nigga to, to get away with that shit, where he's from and who he be around, there's there's something to that. There's some, there's a lot to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's not a nigga you gonna get to go down there and play with. So, like, I never looked at it like that. Because you know? regardless, like, of what the fuck he is and what he does, everybody still fuck with y'all. Everybody. And don't nobody, don't nobody. Like niggas go forget Gucci y'all. brought him in. Yeah. So. And that nigga's name is Young Thug. Like, not young nothing else. Thug. Like, yo. He ain't putting, he's like, I'm a thug and I'm young. Like, so I want to try a new segment called uh, Trill American Holidays. Man, Rosie Ruiz Day, man. And I got this idea <laughs> from uh, Fonderelli in a Facebook post. <laughs> of, like, I just looked at it like this bitch just got over. And it was fucking brilliant. I mean, she got caught, but, you know. She did it twice, though. Yeah, but it's still the audacity. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, we want to start Trill American Holidays where we recognize these motherfuckers that's trying to get over on the game. You feel me? Do you have that shit um, queued up? Yes, I do. All right. What's her name? Rosie Ruiz? Rosie Ruiz, man. Let's get it. When was the, the dates on this? Was it the 21st? Oh, she qualified for the New York City Marathon. Yo, so she ran it. Was it the Boston one? The Boston one. Mm-hmm. April 21st, 1980, Ruiz appeared, appeared to win the Boston Marathon female category with a time of two and a half hours and 56 minutes. Her time would have been the fastest female time in Boston Marathon history 
as well as the third fastest female time recorded in any marathon. Mm. Suspicion mounted from the beginning. Men's winner, who had almost won his who won his third, noticed that Ruiz couldn't recall many things most runners know by heart, mm. such as the intervals or the splits. <laughs> so, I scroll down a little hold bit. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Other observers noticed that. <laughs> Other observers noticed that Ruiz was not panting or coated in sweat, and and her thighs were less lean and muscular than would be expected for a world-class runner. <laughs> she later released stress test results showing her resting heart rate is 76. Most female marathoners have a resting heart rate in the 50s or lower. Yo, in addition, her time... Of two hours, 31 minutes, and 56 seconds was an unusual improvement, more than 25 minutes ahead of her reported time in the New York City Marathon six months ago. Yo, early. she's running two marathons in a year, <laughs> yo. This bitch is crazy. When a reporter asked why she didn't seem fatigued after the grueling race, she said, I got up with a lot of energy this morning. <laughs> Some female competitors thought it was odd that when asked what she had noticed about the suburb of Wesley, while running through it, she did not mention the students of Wellesley College, who traditionally cheer loudly for the female runners as they pass the campus. Most seriously, no other runners could recall seeing her. Mm. <laughs> the eventual winner, Canadian Jacqueline Giroux, was told that she was leading the race at the 18-mile mark, while Patty Lyons was told she was second at the 17-mile mark. Ruiz could have not passed either of them without being seen. Yeah. Several spotters at checkpoints throughout the course also did not remember seeing her in the first group of women. In addition, she did not appear in any pictures or video footage. All right. Yo, let me get this, yo. Let me get this, yo. <laughs> Two Harvard students, John Faulkner and Sola Mahoney, recall seeing Ruiz bust out of the crowd in the spectators. <laughs> on Commonwealth <laughs> Avenue, half a mile from the finish. Not long after that, freelance photographer <laughs> Susan Morrow reported meeting her on the subway during the New York City Marathon <laughs> and accompanying her from the subway to the race. She lost touch with Ruiz after that, but came forward when the news broke of Ruiz's dubious Boston window. <laughs> According to Morrow, she met Ruiz on the subway. Did I just read that shit, yeah? Hold up, no, no, no. no, no. She just she met Ruiz <laughs> on the subway and together they walked to they walked a distance to the finishing area where Ruiz identified herself as an injured runner. She was escorted to the first aid station <laughs> and volunteers marked her down as having completed the marath marathon, thus qualifying her for the Boston Marathon. Jesus Christ, man. Yo, so she basically just jumped out the mix. <laughs> you know, so she jumped out the, out the crowd <laughs> and was like, yo, I'm here. And won the fucking race. Yo, she ain't sprinkled no water on her face. She ain't rubbed down her shit in oil and nothing, yo. She just came fresh. Fresh. Yo, April 21st, man. Rosie Ruiz Day, man. That was some legendary shit, even if she wasn't supposed to do oh, it. Shit, it gets better, yo. In 1982, Ruiz was arrested for embezzling $60,000 from a real estate company where she worked, son. Oh, oh she was just goodness. winning. Hold on. <laughs> I 
God, this shit is amazing. She spent one week in jail and was sentenced to five years probation. She then moved back to South Florida, where she was arrested in 1983 for an involvement in a cocaine deal. She was sentenced to three years probation. And in April of 93, she was working in West Palm Beach as a client representative for a medical laboratory company. I would not hire that bitch if I had one job left forever. As of 2000, she still maintained that she ran an entire 1980 Boston Marathon. Mm. And she died of cancer at the age of 66. R.I.P. July 8th, 2019. R.I.P. Pull one out for a real nigga, man. Goddamn. uh, Jumped on the subway in the New York joint and then just hopped off and was like, yo, I got him. You know what we got to do, right? We got to do a collaboration with um, FCLG and LHDY, and we have to make fucking Rosie Ruiz t-shirts, you know? Yeah, we could do that. I got to get a good, we got to find a good picture. Yeah, yo. Yo, this one right here. Here it go. <laughs> no, I like this one, too, though. They got it with the face oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yo. that got to be the one. Son, that's an, yo, we can do like five of these. <laughs> this shit's going to be hard, son. You know, we're going to jazz it up and shit. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, man. Shout out Ru- uh, Rosie Ruit. Uh, Straight Ru- Cuba, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I can't even say the bitch's name. Straight uh-huh. out of Cuba. <clears throat> Who's your MVP of the week, yo? Yo, I'm going to have to say ESPN and Mike, man. Because they got, what, six million people watching that Six million. That's something crazy That's like fucking that. ridiculous, yo. Like, yo, on a Sunday night. On a Sunday. Quarantine. I guess that played a big part in it. That's why they put it out early, because they was like, yo, we really ain't got shit to talk about. Like, mm-hmm. ESPN, what they said, they've been taking fan questions on first take and shit. Like, so that shit been like the barbershop. Niggas is like, yo, who's your top five? Who would you take in, in this verse this? Damn. Like, so I guess they needed something on ESPN. I mean, we feeling that pain, too, and ain't shit yeah, going on, yo. But at least we got music and shit that's coming out still. I Them niggas ain't got no sports. Like, ain't <laughs> that's no their job. Sports. Right, like, you know how hard, like, yo, how could you pay me to sit and talk about sports when ain't shit going on? And ain't on? no sports, yo. Like, the draft, like, like my man, what my man say the other night, yo, this shit feel like I'm playing my um my career mode on Madden. For real. Watching this virtual draft shit. Yo, I heard like, that shit was going quick as shit. Ain't nobody there to come up and talk. That's crazy, like, um, yo, did you hear about this nigga Rob Gronkowski coming back to play for the Buccaneers, yo? Yeah. What the fuck kind of shit? Like, yo, because when, when I heard, I seen him at work, that shit pops up on my ESPN. I'm like, wait, he's retired. And it was a trade. Belichick right. had to agree to that so shit. So it was like, did he do one of them things where he retired because they wouldn't release his rights? No, he retired because he was tired of playing for that nigga, and he was fucked up. Like, he was legit so fucked he, up. So he must have still had time on his contract yeah, with them. Yeah, So when he came back and got reinstated, yeah, they was, dealt oh, him. we got to trade you. Yeah, All that's right. how that worked. That's but nuts. I think it was because he got tired of playing for Bill. Um, when you play with Tom, you going over the middle, and you going to get rocked. Right. You feel me? So I don't know what's up with that. But he's in Florida. And I seen you know the one I mean? meme. It was like, yo, Florida has thousands of strip clubs, and Boston only got like four. Yeah. So, Rob is about to get funky, son. Like, that nigga does a whole cruise. Yo, I forgot what I was watching, and he was on there, yo. Was that dumbass shit that uh, Andy Cohen on Bravo be doing? What's the shit called? He has like a little talk show that comes on there at night. 
I'm not familiar. Like, my wife sits in there and watches Housewives and all that mm-hmm. shit. And then it, like, comes on after that. Since everybody's home, they've been doing it through Zoom. Mm. And he had Grunk on there. And Grunk was like, yeah, something, something like, it's going to be real. We're going to have a real good time. But it looked real, like, regular in the background. It wasn't nothing going on. It was like he was just sitting in his living room when nobody, like, oh, that's how Grunk really lived. Nobody's in that house. It don't look like the turn up. Mm. Like, he was just in his apartment, like, sitting there in the living room. Yo, um, my MVP of the week. Is gonna be fucking Target yeah. for having hand sanitizer twice. Right. Yeah. yeah, shout out to them. I didn't have yo. It's to the point at my job, yo. They bring us cases of that shit. Must be fucking nice. Just to because make sure. it gotta come through y'all. And they like yo, um, make sure y'all wiping down y'all computers. Mm-hmm. Like they was like yo, even if. They on some shit like, say, I see you just get up out that chair and you wipe the chair down. They still want me to wipe it down before yeah. I sit down at it. I'm like, it's a little OD, but I get it. Y'all got to wear a mask at work? Yeah. I think they starting that shit with us. My father was making masks with his little arm, so I want to grab two. Well, we going a little long, so I'm going to save this Mike Dean shit for next week. Sure. Fucking I yeah. I totally forgot that was on the list, but oh, yeah, yeah, we do need to have that talk. Yeah. Did you listen to that uh, that Cuddy and Travis Scott shit? That's what made me think of this like, shit. Like, yo, like when it gets to the end, I was yeah, like... I'm like, yeah, that's Mike Dean. That is Mike fucking Dean. But, that's what um, Banks bullshit started with, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I ain't like on, that, like, man. Episode, one of the early episodes. Yeah. We have made it to 12, bitch. First one in the new spot. First one in the new spot, yeah. motherfucker. Um... We don't really do nothing at the end. I ain't got my paper with me, so I'm really kind of fucked up right now, <laughs> yo. I can't remember shit, yo. Um, but yeah, yo, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Baltimore Bucho. Follow me, 410 Check out the website, www.mdmalifestyle.com. Um, I should make a Twitter for this shit, but I feel like it's kind of pointless. I don't feel like we'd be able to pick up enough steam on that shit. I'm figure something out, yo. We gotta have something like just for the fact check shit, especially with Don't them playlists and your, shit. Tap, if you got Spotify title, tap in with the playlist, man. Oh, yeah. Top ten, volume eight, bitches. You know yeah. what we doing when we get to ten, right? You know why I put that gym shit on there? No, I don't. Why? Fred, Fred the Godson, God, man. Yeah. Rest, Rest in peace, peace, Fred the Godson, man. That shit fucked up. Good old man. That shit. Like I was sitting with my pops when I seen that. I was like, nah, man. That shit's crazy. That's that's one of my favorite verses. Even when it's one of his newer ones, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite. He like. Compared to everybody on that song, it was like, yeah. And he's on there with Cam. Cam's one of my favorite rappers, and it's still like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we ain't even. put Cam together on that. That's what we do at the end. Talk about the fucking playlist. Yeah, Spotify title. Check out the goddamn playlist this week. When I get when we get to 10, I'm going to um, condense all that shit, and then we're going to have, like, the fact check um, top 100 right. just to have another playlist yeah. on that. <laughs> Yo, we killing it with the playlist, yo. Um, Cause you know how you were saying, yo. Um, you know how you were saying they took Dead Eye off a of, um, title. Mm-hmm. They took the song off, but the video was on there. Oh, so I don't know what happened. If it was something with the sample clearance or mm-hmm. what, because it's still on Apple. 
which sucks. All right, so the top ten this week is uh, Westside Gun, Kensington Pool, Young Dolph, Sunshine, Absol. I don't even know how to say that. Uh, Freestyle, uh, Jim Jones, Cam, Rain, and Fred the Godson. Pity in the Summer, um, Beast Coast, Left Hand, uh, The Mob, uh, which is Benny, Rick Hot, and Heem, also known as uh, Black Soprano Family. Uh, Shoreline Mafia and Q the Fool, Gangsters and Sippers, The Scots, Travis Scott and Kid Cudi, um, uh, Carnes, 6-7, and a whole bunch of other niggas, check this, and then Fabio Forum, Meek Mill, Demons and Goblins. Why are people still talking about goblins and shit? I don't know, man. Wayne kind of... There's got to be something newer, because he got the Rock Nation hat on. Uh, that's the fucking one I wanted, yo. I'm mad about that one. He's got the Maryland joint on, bro. I didn't even know they made them. Yes. Because you know, uh, what's his name that does, um, what's his name? Stokey that's running for mayor. You know, since he's tied in with them, you had to get those through oh, him. Shit. Well, Fact Test Podcast, episode 12, we out this bitch. Yo. It's Huey Nigga. It's Huey Nigga. It's that shot rap. We're out of time as a die at. I advise you book your flight.